episode of Praxis Pedagogy Podcast. In this episode, I put together some thoughts around constructing collaborative teams. And so this is the first of a mini series of three. And I wanted to talk a little bit about chemistry, charisma, and character when we're actually building our teams and bringing them together for the first time. And so this is episode eight in a mini series of three. So you can expect uh, two more after this, four cornerstones for collaborative teams and three things that will erode your team's collaborative practice. So thanks again for tuning in and listening. And uh, I hope you enjoy the show. episode of Praxis Pedagogy and uh, today I want to talk to you a little bit about some leadership stuff on teams especially and so this is going to be a bit of a mini series. This is the first one uh, in regards to kind of the chemistry of teams and so I want to talk about three aspects of teams, the the chemistry, the charisma, as well as the character and how that's kind of the secret sauce when it comes to collaborative teams. And when you want to build collaborative teams, uh, it kind of sounds almost redundant when you say it that way, because we would expect that teams are going to be collaborative. But if you're going to put together a team for the specific purpose of having some significant, deep collaborative processes, then from my experience, and from what I'm reading, uh, you might want to think of these three things. So let's get into it. Okay, so we have here uh, chemistry, charisma, and character. And so let me talk about the chemistry piece first. And so you're going to see three circles here on the clarity, the idiosyncrasy, as well as the process. And so what I want to talk about in regards to chemistry is we need to have clarity, clarity in communication. Uh, you want to make sure that all of your communication is clear, forthright, no ambiguity, no fog anywhere at all. And that means you just have to keep communicating. You have to keep telling people the message. You have to keep casting the vision. In fact, I've, I've often run into people who say, well, how many times do I have to say this? And my answer is enough. And when you think you've done enough, keep going. Uh, so you have to be clear in the communication, but you also want to be clear in the roles that people have on the team. So when you're bringing people together and you're putting this team together and you're communicating to them, not only the vision and the mission and, and some of the things that, that go along with uh, the team outcome, you want to be very specific on the roles that people will play on that team. So clarity in communication, as well as clarity in the role. Now, when it comes to idiosyncrasy, what I mean by that is, is that you want to build this team for strength. So you're looking to match strength to strength. You're not necessarily looking to get a well-rounded generalist per se, uh, although that that may help. But you're really looking for people who have some specialities and you want to start complementing people on the team. And so idiosyncrasy to a certain degree means that you're building for strength. The other thing that uh, you want to take into 
into consideration when you're building teams is you want to have people that come with a divergent mindset. They, you want to have people that, for a lack of a better term, would come with a deviant mindset. Uh, deviant in the sense that they don't want to take the beaten path. They're not afraid to ask the hard questions. They're going to force people to come back to the question of why. Why are we doing this and why are we heading in that direction? And so you want to make sure that you have uh, one or two people on your team that that carry that mindset, that have that uh, that ability to diverge away from the, the well-beaten path to look for other alternatives, to look for answers, or even to help the team dig down into what it means to do what they're doing. And then the third piece to chemistry is the process. And so you want to make sure that when in your clarity piece, when you're talking and, and bringing people up to speed on what their role is, you also want to include processes. So what are the rewards? How are you going to handle conflict? And then uh, generally speaking, what's the life cycle of the team? How long do you expect them to be together? At what point would you expect to disband the team? And so uh, the process could also uh, include things like, what does an agenda look like? How many times are you going to meet? Uh, What's the style of your meeting? Is it going to be stand up? Is it going to be sit down? Is it going to be half an hour once or twice a week? Or is it going to be an hour, an hour and a half every two weeks or longer every three weeks? So you want to talk about the process. So this, this, this is the chemistry piece to putting collaborative teams together. is the is the charisma of the team. And I know when I say that word, a lot of us have a bad taste in our mouth because we instantly think of that uh, that used car salesman or that 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 sleazy kind of looking person who who wants to sell us stuff out of the back of their van in the alleyway or, you know, or even people that go door to door and they're and you know that they're just not legit. But there's just something about them that, you know, they're they're being over the top friendly and they're trying to draw you in. It's not that kind of charisma that I'm talking about at all. In fact, charisma simply means that the group has a compelling attractiveness that will inspire devotion to the group. So in essence, you're saying that the that the team that you're putting together has this attractiveness to people on the team, but also people around the team that they want to be there. And they want to be there not only for the right reasons, but they want to be there to make sure that it's successful and to make sure that the goals are met. And so there's this this idea within charisma that you want people to have competency. So you want them to be competent. Obviously, you're going to bring people on your team that have a proven track record that um, that know what they're they're talking about, that have some expertise and, and they've been able to prove that over time. So when I look at competency, it's almost like a mathematical formula for me. I call it discipline over time equals mastery. So D over T equals M. And so those people who have some competency in their backgrounds are usually people that have spent enough time in their field and have disciplined themselves to get better at what they do. And that translates into some form of mastery. So that's the competency part. The second piece that I like to talk about is that the sum is greater than the whole. So if I'm looking down here in the charisma piece, and for those of you who aren't watching the video and listening to this on the podcast, uh, you can take a look at the diagram that I've included in the show notes uh, to kind of follow along. But down here, you see this sum is greater than the whole. And what I mean by that is that no one person is bigger than the team. 
and no one is ex, ex, uh, no one is valuable enough that they're that they're not expendable. So everyone has a, has a shelf life to to a certain degree, but we also want to make sure that together they're greater than just adding people up. And so, what I mean by that is uh, there's more synergy in the group when they're together, and so. Uh, we want to make sure that people understand that the sum of the parts is greater than the whole. And so we don't want to miss people on the team. You can't miss team meetings. You can't, you can't miss important conversations or if there's stuff happening online, we need you there. It's that kind of thing where if there's one person missing, then, then it really, it really makes a difference on how that team operates. The third thing I wanted to talk about was the connection piece and the connection piece in charisma means how well are people sticking together? How much are they working together for the common good of the group? Now, people come together on a team or, or in a committee or in a task force, and there's some personal agenda there. We understand that uh, some people are volunteering to be a part of it because they want experience. Um, some people are on a team or on a task force because they then only bring some notoriety and some experience, but they want to gain more experience. We understand that. But we also want them to work closely together and we want them to become connected uh, to the degree that when when they are together, it's almost like they're sharing the same load uh, and they're going through the same experiences to such a degree uh, that they almost they can communicate without words to a certain to a certain point. And so this connection means more than just being a part of the same department or part of the same school or part of the same uh, area at, at work. Uh, it, the connection goes deeper than just a face value connection. So there in the charisma piece, there's competency. There's the sum is greater than the whole. And then there's a connection that's vitally important. I wanted to talk about was character and I'm not just talking about the character of individuals as important as that is I'm talking about the character of the team and to some degree the character of the team is a reflection of the character of the people on the team and so again there's three things that I I want to consider when we're looking at the character of the team that I'm building or you're building and the first one is norms and what does that mean it means behavior and behavior always reflects what's in their core value or what's in their heart. And so if you've listened to me for uh, a while or, or you've watched a couple of my v- uh, YouTube videos before, you've listened to a couple podcasts, or you've even actually read some of my blog posts, I talk about this idea of HMA squared or HMAA, heart, mind, attitude, action. And what I mean by that is that there's this there's this process where actions are informed by attitudes, which is informed by our minds, which is informed by our core values. So in essence, the way we behave reflects who we are, what we think, and what we hold to is non-negotiable. And so the way teams behave is a reflection of what the team values. The second piece is courage. And it takes a lot of courage to be a part of a team, believe it or not, because you're putting yourself out there, not just with the team, but with other people. And you're saying to those around you who may work around you that are not on the team, or they may be in a different department in the company, or they may even be a different company altogether, or they may be the general public per se. 
you're putting yourself out there for scrutiny and for judgment and for, um, you know, people, people watching what you do. And that, and that takes courage to do that, not just individually, but also as a team, because as we all know, teams succeed and fail together. The good teams are quick to say that they didn't win or they failed because they failed as a team, but they're also quick to say that they were successful because the team worked together and a few individuals rose to the top. So we're talking about behavior when we really uh, look at the label norms and, and courage and putting yourself out there for fostering your learning. The third thing I want to talk about with the character piece is consistency. And what I mean by that is that consistency is progress over perfection. We're not expecting anybody to be perfect when they come together on the team, nor are we expecting the team to behave perfectly all the time in every situation. Like I said earlier, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be tension. Uh, There's going to be some, some angst when it comes to actually making important decisions when they're on that team. But when we're talking about consistency, it's that idea of having progress over perfection. Moving forward is more important than getting it right the first time. So that means to a certain degree that the team's going to have to iterate, that it's going to have to do some kind of prototyping. It's going to have to do some testing and then get some feedback and then revise what they've done and do it again. And so there comes this idea that uh, we want to learn as we go. We want to lift as we climb. We have this long game mindset Uh, when we're on a team, uh, especially if the team is going to be together for any period of time. And so at the bottom of all that, we see that small building blocks lead to success, right? And so the, the, the way teams behave or their norms coupled with the courage it takes to actually step out and do some of these things, to do these testings, to do these iterations and the consistency of doing it time and time and time again, puts together the character of the team. And we can see these three things coming out in a a wide, vast array of different teams. So whether you're talking sports or whether you're talking corporate or, or whether you're talking a volunteer or a nonprofit or an NGO, all of these things come to play uh, in a team. And it doesn't matter whether they're paid or not paid. This is the, this is the secret sauce to putting a team together. So I wanted to share these three things with you, chemistry, charisma, and character. And so once again, uh, if you like this uh, YouTube video, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and make sure to to ring that bell so that you get notified when new uh, uh, videos get loaded up. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, thanks for taking the time to listen. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, if you you could take some time to go and give a rating and a review of the podcast, that would be awesome. Uh, And anyway, stay tuned because uh, in in a few days or in a a week, I'm going to have a a part two to this episode where we talk about the four cornerstones of collaborative teams. And then the last one in this mini series is three things that will erode your team's collaborative practice. So thanks again for listening and or watching. I'll see you next time.